Ladies and gentlemen, from the beautiful Golden Horseshoe in Disneyland, California, we're proud to present the thrilling Golden Horseshoe Review. Let's talk about us. us. Yes, we've never done that before. Wait, who are you guys? Nobody knows who we are. Some people know who we are. Hey, Greg. We should have we should have <laughs> done pseudonyms, actually, from the beginning. Oh, oh God. yeah. Uh, so, all right, let's get started. So, Greg? Yes. What's your name? My name is Greg Maletic. I live in Portland, Oregon, and uh, I'm a long lifetime Disney fan. I grew up in Michigan. You say so lifetime. Was... When did you first go? Uh, well, okay. I, I am 45 years old, so I first went to Disney World. Let's see. I went to Disneyland, I think, when I was two or three for the first time, like in 71, I guess. Then I went to Disney World for the first time, probably like in 72, 73. Mm-hmm. So pretty pretty early on. Yeah. You were like and a, a like time. I said, I was from... Yeah, I was from Michigan, and so we would do annual trips to uh, Walt Disney World every year throughout the 70s and at least the first half of the 80s. Did you do that thing where you drive down from Michigan? We we got to fly, fortunately. Yeah, uh, uh, we moved to North Carolina later, and we did do a drive once or twice from there. Yeah. But, uh, no, we would typically fly, and it would feel like you had just flown to a tropical paradise compared to Michigan. I'm it was sure. a completely different universe. I'm sure. Um, anyway, that was always a big part of my life. And then I moved to California in 95 and became more of a Disneylander at that point in time. And having experienced both on kind of an annual basis, I can tell you that people always debate which one is sort of better, more magical, etc. And the one that's more magical is just the one that you're used to, I think. Because <laughs> I yeah. have loved both of them. Uh, I love Disney World more than Disneyland. Disneyland felt weird and freaky to me the first time, you know, I started going back to it. Uh-huh. And now Disney World feels kind of weird and freaky to me. Yeah. Uh, so, but they're both, they both work. They they both have their, their pluses and minuses, you yes. know? There are some objective things yeah. that are different about them and, and, and better or worse. Uh-huh. But I think in terms of kind of the, the debate about which one is better or which one's kind of more magical, I think that that kind of doesn't. It's that's very subjective. I agree. I, I I would say that Disney World always feels comfortable to me. It's a more mm-hmm. comfortable place to go. The resorts are comfortable. The parks are bigger and comfortable. You know, it's like it, it's it's a much more immersive feel than Disneyland is. It's less hectic. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, although more bus riding. Yes. Yeah. Louis, why don't you talk about your Disney experience? I mean, I went when I was a kid. Well, what's your name? First of all, I should have asked that first. My name is Louis Mantia. Uh, I, What's your middle name, Louis? Dominic. Dominic. There that's you a nice go. Name. Look at that. Look, that's something special for our Golden Horseshoe listeners. Yes. I first went when I was four to Walt Disney World, and I went again when I was eight. Um, I don't remember a whole lot from either of those trips, to be honest. I I think that the thing I remember most was actually just walking around uh, the Epcot World Showcase and collecting stamps and like little anecdotes from the variety of people at the little Epcot. God, what do they call it? They called it Kidcot. Oh yeah. When I was 12, you know, I think you get to the phase where you don't like anything that's Disney cause oh, it's for kids. <laughs> and so I think for a little while I was like, yeah, universal is like, it's got like roller coasters, man. Like the Hulk, it like has like six inversions. <laughs> and I was on that a little bit. And then I went, to Walt Disney World again with my brother, late 2000s. And uh, I was like, yeah, we should just do this, just you and me. And we went, and it was a spectacular time. And I think I fell back in love with everything. 
So then I moved out to California in, you know, 2000 something, eight through 12, let's say, somewhere around in there. And I just, I went to Disneyland for the first time um, only a couple of years ago. And so, you know, it was weird to me because I'm used to the Magic Kingdom and where everything is. And I took, you know, a left turn here and did not end up where I thought I was going to be. And so that Figuring was out where the bathrooms are is the trickiest part. Bathrooms, you, like know, you know, which one I did it for spot. me was Jungle Cruise. I was like, mm. I, you know, because I'm used to like Jungle Cruise being like in this weird like area you have to step down a little bit to get into it. Uh-huh. And then it was just it was just there, and I'm like, oh, where? Oh, wait, hold on. So <laughs> it took me a little while to get used to it, but when I I went back to Walt Disney World, and that actually felt weirder. So yeah, who knows? I think I think you're right, Gray. That it's whichever one you know you are familiar with or go to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I know I started falling in love with Disneyland, and now I'm just hoping to go to the other ones worldwide. So nice, Alex. Hi. Uh, you never liked Disney, did you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no uh, I'm, I'm Alex Pasco. I also live in Portland, Oregon. Uh, my, my, my theme park love is kind of weird. I've always been a big Disney fan ever since I was very small. Um, I grew up in a very rural community. Um, so like, I lived way out in the country, and we didn't travel very much when I was a kid except for to lakes. So like, I, never, I went to Disneyland once. In my in my early years, I was about I was eight, I think, uh, but I'd always had a lot of those um, you know those Disney records that have kind of the whole story and the songs sort of in a condensed form. Yeah, and I had those, and I, I would pour over those when I was a kid. So I was really really into those. You know, this is you know, and I would always go to the movies when they would come out uh, when they would re release. And then the first time I went, I just my mind was blown because up to that point, the only thing I'd ever seen was a carnival and a small one at that. And there was only one amusement park that was anywhere near any of us, which was called Elitch Gardens. I think it's still there. It's in Denver. I think Six Flags owns it now. Uh, but back then, it was just a regional theme park owned by a crazy old man or something. Uh, but uh, but and I never got to go there because I was too little. And and so I, I went to Disneyland for the first time when I was a seven. Loved it. Didn't go back to Disneyland until I was 14. And that same year, I also went to Walt Disney World. So I got kind of a twofer that year, 13 or 14, somewhere in there. And that that is really when it started to galvanize, you know, because I was a little older and I sort of started to appreciate some of the things that were there beyond the fact that they were just rides. You know, I started noticing mm-hmm. details and I started talking to cast members and I started really understanding what they were going for because I really didn't know a lot about Disneyland. You know, no one talked about Disneyland as a as a as a as a thing. You know, it was mm-hmm. just a place. <laughs> So the, 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 you know, the philosophy of Disneyland and all that stuff was kind of lost on me. I, I'd never heard any of that stuff. And then I started piecing it together. And then I was like, okay, this is, this is great. But it wasn't until I was about 19 or 20 that I started going regularly. And that's, that's when we, the, the sort of every year, every year and a half trip started happening from Portland down to Los Angeles. And that was when it really started to kick into high gear. <laughs> And that's when, you know, all the trivia started and started to like meticulously looking into like, you know, all the Imagineers and who they were and what they liked to build and all that stuff. So and then it just grew from there. The Internet has enabled a lot of that stuff. It really has. Uh, you, back- can, you can just become an insane, insane Disney fan now in a period of probably about three weeks. Yeah. Are you saying yeah. that we're that we're cheap? <laughs> Are we cheapened? No, no, no. Are we cheapened by that other people can do this easily? Oh, 
no, I'm not really I'm not really saying that exactly. What I'm I think what I'm saying is just you can take a really deep dive that wasn't even possible mm-hmm. back when I was a kid. I mean, I, I would buy every book I could find about Walt Disney, mm-hmm. and I would just religiously study like all the marketing brochures they would send to us throughout the year. Definitely. Like I would memorize like the layouts of the hotels and even where the room numbers, like the the range of room numbers for each one of the longhouses yeah. in the Polynesian. Like just I had to that's all I had. And so that's how I immersed myself. I remember when I went to Epcot for the first time, I, I somehow cornered this cast member who was very nice to me, but I kept asking her constantly constant questions about what was here before, how they built it, you know, and she would answer everything that I had, and she had an answer for all my questions, you know, but I could, you know, I'm sure that by the time, I was probably with her for like 20 minutes, just constantly asking her future world questions, and bless her, she answered everyone. Um, But uh, I I, I think it's kind of special, actually, that there are more people who have deep affinity for the Disney parks now than when I was younger, you know? I think that, that has grown, they have never been more popular than they are right now. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm certain of that. And even like the they you know, like I don't love the Disney gangs, but like at the same time, I kind of I kind of like the idea of these people that love this thing so much that they, you know, they're basically cosplaying as bikers <laughs> that mm-hmm. love Disney. You know, I, I think I think that's a really interesting crossover. And I, I, you know, I would never do it, but you know, I kind of like that they're doing it. I'm not walking around the park with. A lanyard full of pins and a 2012 hoodie that's got every <laughs> single Disney character on it. Yeah. Although you do actually do something that some people I would do. say is even more extreme. I do. I do. <laughs> and what might that be? Well, I see. All right. Hold on a second. <laughs> see, when I did this, I don't think it had a name yet. And I think at the point when I was just. I decided, I was like, well, I don't want to dress up in costume because that's weird and I don't like doing that. And if I want to do that, I'd go to like a, a convention, like a, you know, WonderCon or Comic-Con. And so, but I like Disney stuff. And so I was like, well, I can get normal clothes that look like it's a Disney character. So why don't I just get like red pants, a black shirt and like a white vest and a yellow bow tie. And that'll be just great. And I did this and, you know, I got enough cast members that appreciated it. And it was really fun taking a picture with Mickey and just be total matching and everything. But then I get back and I start seeing people like telling me like, oh, yeah, cool. Disney bound. And I'm like, what the hell is that? (laughs) And I didn't even realize it was a thing. So there was this whole weird subset of people that were doing similar thing to me. And I think there's still definitely the people who are doing it that go a little too overboard. They mm-hmm. start making it into a costume. And yep. it's like, I like it in a more restricted sense where it's like, you know, embodying what a Disney character, you know, feels or looks like and doing that instead of just exactly the most close uh, clothing item a human could wear to look like that character. Yeah, it's got to be subtle. Right. But I mean, it's got to be subtle, but it's got to also be obvious enough just through color, I think, is what it is. And maybe that's where other people go crazy is they like try to get like a thing like, oh, you're doing Donald. Oh, well, then you should get something with anchors or something. And it's like, no, yeah, I don't want to do that. And I don't want jumbo buttons on my pants and, you know, stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I definitely I definitely do that. And I don't know, maybe I feel a little different about people who do that versus the biker gangs or the people who wear, you know, Disney hoodies with, you know, lanyards on them. But mm-hmm. I think they're all just like Disney super fans and there's just, well, I'll just say this. 
I think there's some people who have better taste than others. There we go. Mm-hmm. Are you guys' like favorite movies all Disney movies? They surely can't be. Mine are not. I don't think I don't I, mm, I that's that's I don't think any Disney movies are really at the top of my list actually. What? There's one that's on my list. Well, well, maybe well, more than one. Actually, I'd say two. Uh, yeah. I would say 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea is one of my very favorites. That's a good one. And uh, Peter Pan is one of my very favorites. Mm. Yeah, I got to say, though, like mm. my, my favorites are all things like indie, Goonies, you know. I know how much you, you, know, Goonies, I, I know how much you love uh, Goonies, Greg. Uh, uh, you know what? <laughs> Do you know what? Goonies isn't that great. I love Goonies. It's not that great. No, my, my actual favorite movies would probably be uh, the two I mentioned, but then uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey is probably my favorite. Uh, I like Blade Runner. I like Star Wars. I like Brazil. I would say, I mean, if, if I had to just pick a couple, I would say I would say the Star Wars trilogy, uh, the first trilogy, of course, um, uh, all the Indiana you mean, Jones movies. You mean episode the last one? one, two, and three, right? You mean just the prequels. Right. Just <laughs> yeah, the prequels. yeah, just the prequels. They're so right. good. I love pod racing and right. train negotiations so right. much. Um, I, I love the first three Indiana Jones movies very, very much. Um, uh, Kubrick-wise, I love Clockwork Orange. That's my favorite mm-hmm. of all the Kubricks. Mm-hmm. I actually think Clockwork Orange is the prettiest movie I've ever seen. Hmm. It's just like it's like watching a series of of art photographs the entire time you watch it. I think it's just phenomenal. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, Louis, what are your favorites? I was just watching the Adam Savage uh, talk from EXO a few years ago, and he said that there are that everyone could admit that they have 30 movies in their top 10. Yep. So right. <laughs> right. it's, true. it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's but, pretty uh, true. I think that all of mine are actually super adventure films. Like I really like Raiders. Yeah. And, yep. and I really love Jurassic Park. Mm, yeah. And, and I, I know that it's like poorly rated, but like hook is my favorite film of all time. A hook is great. Oh, interesting. I, I didn't it. know it was your favorite yeah. of all time. Yeah. It's my favorite. It's like, it actually, if I'm going to add another one, I would say labyrinth. So oh, I yeah. got, I got oh, wow. Raiders. Yeah. I got Raiders, Jurassic Park, Hook, Labyrinth. Those are like definitely the my favorites. Labyrinth is probably is, is certainly one of my favorites, and I think is is probably the most influential movie that I've ever seen as 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 far as relevant to my own interests. That's the one that really got me kind of down the path of now, Alex. Of, uh, when you say relevant to your own interests, what do you mean? Uh, well, in addition to being a designer, I'm also a puppeteer. And I make commercials for businesses and people who want crazy puppet videos, <laughs> like and, uh, like used car sale lots. Uh, there's a lot of small businesses. Yes, I, I've done stuff for Fortune 500 too, which is kind of weird and <laughs> funny when it when they come in. But mostly it's 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 uh, it's local ads for you know small towns and stuff. But <laughs> and internet ads, of course. What what okay. is your full time job, Alex? My full time job is a user interface and user experience director at an agency here in Portland. Great. Greg, what do you do? What do I do? Uh, my full-time job, I work for a company called Panic uh, here in Portland, and I do iPad software. That's my primary job. Um, what, do you to... like, what do you like doing? What do I like doing? Well, that's a tricky question. Well, you <laughs> said that do you had your day job was this, but what is your, what is your cool side job? Uh, well, I, I have done some work for Disney on the side. Uh, that sort of comes and goes. I've done some, uh, many years ago, I did some attraction posters for Hong Kong Disneyland, and that kind of led me to do some cool uh, blue sky stuff for Disney. So I have a little bit of Disney in my background, um, and uh, that was, you know, that's been a lot of fun. I'm sure. How did that come to be? That was interesting. Uh, I was trying to learn Adobe Illustrator. Well, another thing in my in my background, I did a uh, documentary about pinball 
called uh, Tilt, the Battle to Save Pinball, and I was learning how to use Illustrator, Adobe Illustrator. And to teach myself Adobe Illustrator, I started trying to copy the attraction posters I had on my wall, specifically the Skyway poster. That's a pretty good um, way to learn Illustrator. Yeah, because they're yep. exactly that style. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. They're exactly suited for that. And so I started doing that, and that was a good way to learn it. And then I started uh, trying to attempt my own attraction posters for stuff at Disney World, because Disney World has a fairly anemic set of original posters. They don't have a lot of original stuff. Uh, so I did one for the Swan Boats and for If You Had Wings and so on, and put them online. And then a guy contacted me and said, hey, would you, how long does it take you to do these? Would you like to do these for Disney? And I said, uh, yes, I would love that. It was a guy named Tom Morris. He was the creative uh, head in charge of Hong Kong Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And he's done a lot of great stuff. He worked on Journey into Imagination, and he did Radiator Springs Racers. Uh, and he was, like I said, was head of Hong Kong. And uh, so he's the one that got me in there to do that, and that was a great experience. And I've since had done various other things. We helped design the D23 Pavilion, uh, the Imagineering stuff at uh, the last D23. Which was and, really good, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah, thanks. It turned out really well, especially well, yeah. considering we'd never done anything like that before. Yeah. But it was Yeah, was what a weird cool. project. I was very impressed. I was actually just looking at that today. I was looking through um, uh, the the Dreamfinder and Figment appearance at D23, and they had the wrapper was all the the stuff you guys made. So yeah, 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 that fun. turned out really well. Yeah. So yeah, so I do have some Disney stuff that kind of comes and goes depending upon uh, my schedule and what they want to have done, and that's been a really really fun experience. Sure. Hey Greg, I want to go back to when you said pinball. Yes. Tell me about pinball things. Well, I want, uh, let's see, in the early 2000s, I had started a company with a friend of mine. We were kind of wrapping it up. We were, we were actually getting ready to sell it, and I didn't have anything to do. And so I started thinking, well, I'd like to make a documentary about something. And I actually started thinking about making a documentary about some Disney thing. Like I was thinking, well, maybe I'll do something on Carousel of Progress or something like that, 64 World's Fair. Uh, and I was fully going to do that, but then I thought I needed a smaller project to start it off, and so I started doing the story of this pinball machine that I owned. It, it was the last machine that Williams Pinball manufactured. They were the biggest manufacturer in the world. Mm-hmm. And the machine came out and did well, but then they kind of uh, they mysteriously shut down. And so this was kind of... I didn't go into a lot of detail there, but it's a very cool story, and my 10-minute test documentary turned into, like, my hour-long real documentary. Awesome. Um, and so I got to interview a lot of uh, pinball luminaries, and it's really more of a design documentary than it is about pinball, though. It's about the guys that, you know, design the machines. They're very much like Imagineers, actually, when you talk to them. They're, they're, they have that same sense of kind of how to lay things out, how to time things, mm-hmm. kind of what the, what the user, use user experience uh, is like, and they think a lot about that <laughs> stuff. I'm sure that's uh, just fascinating, too. Uh, yeah, so that was a really fun uh, thing to work on, and that, uh, I did that for a couple of years, and uh, that's kind of a weird outlier in my resume. Mm-hmm. Did you know that they just recently unbanned pinball in Oakland? Why did they ban Were the Hoods playing it? Was it, was it ne'er-do-wells went to the pinball hall? I think it was gambling. A lot of that stuff in the in the 30s, 40s, 50s, in the 30s, 40s, 50s, a lot of towns either banned pinball or put fairly exorbitant taxes on it. Um, And (laughs) oh, the pinball tax! 
<laughs> that's why you'll see on a lot of older pinball games on the back glass, it'll have written in small type, a game of skill. I have, uh, yeah. Because they, they want to distinguish themselves from uh, gambling machines. Because gambling machines cannot be games of skill. Yeah. They're only games of chance. Um, and so it, pinball was actually completely banned in New York City until 1972. <laughs> no Yeah. Wow. Uh, so that's kind of amazing. And and what's happening now is it, pinball's having a minor resurgence right now. And a lot of places are trying to open what they call barcades, which uh-huh. are sort of like combo you know bars and arcades with retro games. And But one of the stumbling blocks is a lot of towns have like a you know a three or four hundred dollar tax annual tax on pinball machines <laughs> per which machine? kind of blows the whole business proposition is that per machine or per location per machine that is crazy yes a lot <laughs> of places just have fully that. crazy and so uh, they've started to realize that in fact it is crazy the games struggle to make that much money and also they aren't really the uh the scourge the public scourge that yeah. people once thought they were you know what that reminds me of those weird uh laws that used to be on the books like you can't ride the horse down the street on the sunday you know right <laughs> so, right <laughs> just that's so awesome wow well pinball's fun i'm glad it's coming back i, I enjoy it. i enjoy the occasional pinball match yeah it's great yeah they're it's fun great. To play with. uh so louis what do you do uh, as your full-time job Full-time job, I get to draw icons and user interfaces for, well, a variety of people. I did work for Apple. I did a lot of weird, early, silly iPhone apps with Tapulous. I made a game and worked on Twitterific at the Icon Factory. And I moved across the country like twice now because I can't make up my mind what I want to (laughs) do. No one can. It's uh, okay. Yeah, I know. No one's figured that out yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and mostly I just like making little icons and stuff. So I, I made Magic Passport my own little Disney app just as an excuse for me to draw attraction icons for every single attraction. Cool. Yeah, so Magic Passport is, is uh, Louis's app. It's by Pacific Helm, is that correct? That's or right. If people want to look for it, that's how they can find it. Um, and Where do you live, Louis? I live exact address? <laughs> yes. Yes, phone number and address. Um, I live at 123 Main Street, USA, <laughs> Disneyland. You don't live at Disneyland. <laughs> that would be awesome. Would. I, I live in San Francisco, you know, where it's expensive to live and... It's expensive um, to breathe. Yeah, just it's expensive to do just about everything, except for eat In-N-Out Burger. Really cheap. Oh, so good. Finally got to go there for the first time. Uh, just fell in love. It's amazing, I right? Loved, I loved it's it. Like, it's like the greatest thing in the world. I loved it. So good. Yeah. Louie, what's your favorite Disney park? Great. Yeah. Why did you ask me that question? Is it, I, I think I know, but I want the, the listeners to hear it. Disneyland. Yeah. Wait a second. What? Wait a second. What? You said you did. on a previous you episode did. Of you said podcast, it was Epcot. That Epcot. Epcot was your favorite. No, no, no. <laughs> I know. I know I did. But I'm, I'm thinking about it right now. And it's Hold like, on. The, the question was different then. If I remember correctly, that question was more of a, if you could only go to one park, which one would it be? Mm, no, I think you said it was your favorite. I don't know. But, I mean, all right. I, all right. I'm rethinking I, what's your, it. I still don't believe you. No, no, no. <laughs> what's, your, bull, bull. what's your favorite ride, Disney all ride? All right. Hold on. Let me think about this. Let me think about it a little bit more. I do, I do have a lot of nostalgia for Epcot. Like I said, my very earliest memory was just of Epcot. Yeah. So I think there's a, a special place in my heart for it, but right. there's, I don't know, Disneyland appeals to me on a, on a greater basis, I think, because it's just so dense. 
Because okay, I well see that makes total sense to me. I was I was three months ago in this very moment I was freaking out because you said Epcot was better. <laughs> well, it was, was more your favorite. I than remember. Well, that. I I love it. I really do. But I think it's mostly nostalgia, if I'm honest. And I, okay. I don't think I have any nostalgia for Disneyland because I didn't ever go until the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now you said favorite Disney ride. What's your favorite attraction? Yeah, uh, Haunted Mansion, hands down. Okay. Alex, what's your favorite park? It's Epcot. Um, for uh, for for similar reason, uh, it is it is nostalgia. The first time that I, w- I was I really have memories of Disney parks. It is Ep- it is Epcot. Strong memories. And as I've gotten older, uh, the architecture of Epcot appeals to me more and more. And the sort of the the density of the theming and uh, the fact that Illuminations is the best nighttime spectacular in the world, uh, it just all of it just really just really holds together for me. Even though even though Epcot has lots of problems, and I'm I'm not shy about that, but it's you know it's still my favorite. Greg, uh, my favorite park. I'm gonna say Disneyland, even though I really want to say Magic Kingdom because that's kind of where I fell in love with Disney yeah. originally. But I, I think Disneyland is a better park. Just on a park level, it's a better park than the Magic Kingdom is. Magic Kingdom has kind of languished over the past 20 years. I agree with you. I, I think Disneyland holds together much better than Magic Kingdom does. Yeah. My favorite attraction, um, I mean, there's a million, obviously. I'm going to pick a weird one uh, to be unique. I'm going to say the Swiss Family Tree. What? Favorite. In, in Orlando. What? Yeah. In Orlando. That's a good attraction. It is totally immersive for me it's it's beautiful well, first of all it's beautiful yep. i mean it's it's grown in a way that you basically couldn't replicate even if you wanted to right now mm-hmm. um there's incredible foliage around it the tree looks great i love the way it feels when you walk around it and it feels like a place you could live yeah it's the kind of immersive experience a uh, kind of exploratory experience that I really, really like. I mean, and I guess my other favorite might be Tom Sawyer Island for the same reasons. I, I actually yeah. like the p- things where you kind of, there's a bit of exploration to it. I agree with you. Um, when I was little, I remember, that's one of the only memories I have of my first trip to Disneyland was was the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. And I think the story it tells is so much fun. You know, mm-hmm. I would absolutely love to have something like that and to live in something like that. You it could. Would, I would love to. You could do that. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what's holding you back? Yeah, come Alex? on, Alex. Oh, I don't know. You know, house. And... <laughs> you don't, you don't, right. wouldn't you rather live in a tree house? I guess. Well, do it. <laughs> I, don't you think Parker would like to live in a tree house? Oh, yeah. She, do she it. Bugs me. I don't have a tree. That's the problem. A tree that's strong enough. Grow one um, under your house, and hopefully in 100 just, years it becomes a tree house. I could just get some magic beans and yes. drill a hole in the floor of the basement, yeah, yeah. and yes. hopefully moonlight will shine in. And there, there we go. <laughs> Um, my favorite uh, attraction is is the Tower of Terror. I think that it's, go. in I think Florida, that, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I think I think that from beginning to end, it is it is the best thing that WDI has ever produced. Um, I, uh, I I I can totally see that. I was blown away the first time yeah. I wrote on it. Just just really blown away. Yep, yep, yep. It's the thrill is really intense, and the effects are awesome. The story is great. The setting is great. The queue is great. It's it's all it's everything that I that I want out of a out of a Disney attraction. Period. My runner up is Splash Mountain. I totally also just like Greg understand exactly where you're coming from. And besides Haunted Mansion, it is one of the only rides where I know like every line start to finish. Like I know yeah. exactly how the ride is going to play out, and I still love it every little bit of it, even though there's no surprise. 
And yep. I, I, I don't know. And then maybe that's why I like Haunted Mansion so much. It's just like everything is just so memorable. Yeah. It's like there isn't any forgettable moment in that whole thing. It's just like it's just hit after hit. And those well, there's a million details yeah, in both of time. Them. Just yeah. every time every time you go, you're gonna see something yeah. you didn't see before. And those two are so strong that they provide so much meat for the cast members to play off of in a way that no right. other attraction can. They get to have None a of lot them. of fun like that. Yeah, if you think about it, like w- w- your memorable cast member experiences, what attractions were they on? Those two. Yeah. Almost every time. I want because there's there's just so much there. I want to revisit something because Alex, you reminded me of Epcot and how much I love it. And you know what? I'm you know screw you guys. I'm voting for both. I'm voting oh. for both. Yeah. Oh, ha. point of order. So, point of order. Parliamentary procedure. So cool. All right. So anyway, but it's I think. All right. So when you said architecture, that's when I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that. And it's yeah. like it's it's totally future world. It's not it's not world oh, showcase. Yeah. I oh, love absolutely. I love world showcase for the density of everything inside of it. I love world showcase for the amazing like green hill that everything is on with the mm-hmm. amazing foliage around it and the flowers and the gardening. I just it's beautiful. The monorail zipping by right over the lake, and you've got like this beautiful piece of architecture sitting across from you, and. Every single one of them is great. I would prefer if they were the same ones that were in the 80s, but mm-hmm. I'll deal with it and I'll be yep. okay with it because the Mission Space one is really cool. It is, it's beautiful. Yeah. 